today on Learn Me Something. Pepsi's military versus the K-pop machine. Uh, Caleb, yeah, I got a question for you. Have you ever seen a manatee in real life? No. Barbara? Are you referring to Barbara? Could be. Uh, because I recently went to an aquarium and I saw a manatee with my own eyes. What? And let me tell you, they are absolutely massive. How? Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, I was adjusting the mic. How, <laughs> how, how massive are we talking? Okay, just um, okay. So, how big do you think a manatee is? Just Can like I be honest with you. I don't even have... Do you know what a manatee is? I do, I think. Okay. But I don't have any... The sea cow? I don't have... No gauge. Okay. No gauge. Basically... Well, 10 feet. Okay, based on my memory, uh-huh. which is pretty bad, but I think it's probably like 20 feet. What? And wide, it's 8 feet Holy like cow. So width... Not girth. So cubic in cubic measurements. I saw it. I was like, that (laughs) is a whale. I thought they were like five feet long. I'm just picturing a seal. Okay. Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not 20 feet long. How long is a manatee? If they're that big, why do we not talk about them more? I don't know. I saw it and I just, (laughs) I was standing there with my jaw on the ground. Unhooked. I unhooked my jaw and just stood there drooling everywhere. And I, to this day, just dumbfounded. Flabbergasted? That's, yeah. Some may say. That's the only thing that I have to say about manatees is that I underestimated how big they are. Okay. Because you could probably walk on one. You could probably sit on it. A couple people could probably sit on it. Huh. And it would just like take you around. You thought you were going to start listening to this podcast and not learn something. <laughs> you already have, and it's only been three it's, minutes. Yeah, it's over. If you didn't want to learn anything, turn it off. Yeah, you already lost. He lost the game. Okay, so if you haven't listened to this uh, podcast before, it, we're a competitive teaching podcast. So we each teach each other a topic, uh-huh. and then we have the audience choose who wins and who loses. Yeah. And the loser has to do a punishment. And since I won, woo! Last time, Caleb has had to... Ended my reign. Yeah. My two-win <laughs> two streak reign. For the season. <laughs> so he had to get a tan, too. So he... Let's see. It's on your arm. Yeah, I'm worried about it. I've I don't seen know a little if it's going to be as good as So he, he taped the letters LMS on his arm. Yep. We're going to take it off right now. To get a little tan. Okay. It's, it's subtle, but it's Here, definitely turn, there. Here, t- turn this way a little more. Okay. Oh, that the, yeah. The M is not bad actually. That's and the nice. S, ooh, the S. I, I feel like the M is nice. Yeah, the M, the L looks like it got messed up a little bit. The <laughs> like, M is just crisp. It's like if you're wearing a tank top or something, somebody would probably notice. It. They would notice it. Yeah, but that's why you you, you probably do like a double take. Like, wait, is that letters on that guy's arm? <laughs> It kind of reminds Whoa. me of like a, a triathlon where they like write your number on your yeah calf or something. I'm pretty impressed. I like worked on this today because yeah. I didn't want to tape my arm multiple times. Yeah. And uh, I did not think that it would be this noticeable. Also, I'm realizing now that I am actually sunburned. So <laughs> maybe that's part of it. <laughs> and then everything's going to peel except for the letters. Yep. <laughs> 
Well, that there you is, go. That's amazing. But that, that probably wasn't super hard, was it? It was the biggest inconvenience was I could not get the whole tan at one time. So I've spent the entirety of today with it duct taped. Yeah. And it's hot outside where we are right now. And it just, you know, the sweat gets moving and that tape did not want to stick around. So it was, uh, we'll call it a, incon- a healthy inconvenience. You to poor have guy. To be dealing with that. Yeah, at least, yeah, I mean, at least I only had to go blind in one eye for a day. So, <laughs> well, you're forgetting the 5K that I did backwards. Yeah, that's true. Or the hottest wings in the that's US. That's true. We've, we've ha- each had our share <laughs> of the, but issues. You're right. As far as punishments go, this was the one to lose because it was like nice. inconvenient and like funnily, funnily is not a word humorously <laughs> weird to have our acronym yeah <laughs> tattooed on my arm but other than that really wasn't terrible i'm excited to see if anybody mentions it yeah i'll try to wear my slur- my shortest sleeves yeah just maybe just don't wear a shirt anywhere that well yeah typically i do that but so people wouldn't really notice so i have to wear oh, a shirt like that guy's wearing a shirt something's off yeah exactly okay uh-huh. yeah that makes sense Okay, since I won, I get to choose who goes first. And? I think I'm going to have you go first this week. Are you? Yeah. Just, I feel like we've been podcasting for a long time already. Yeah. Yep. Let's, do you want to give a quick summary of the last, you know, three-ish hours of our lives real fast? Yeah, so before this, we were going to go get some dinner and just talk over what we were going to do yep. today. And... <laughs> the first three restaurants we checked out were all closed <laughs> at seven. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was not even quite seven o'clock. Well, like to be fair, the last one we were going to go to was open until seven, but we felt too bad to go in like fourteen minutes before. And it was only drive-through. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. And <laughs> I think that's why I didn't go. <laughs> oh, okay, important piece of information. We, we were, were walking, walking around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we went to a place. <laughs> And then we sat and waited for our food for 45 minutes? Yeah, to get just to get to the food portion, yeah. not to finish the food. Yep, and then once we ate, that was about half a portion yep. each of, for each of us. We paid a lot of money for not a lot of food. Yeah, so that was an issue. So then the place you go if you want a lot of food for not a lot of money, uh-huh. Wendy's. Exactly. Waited in line for 25 minutes. <laughs> So now we're here, though. <laughs> yeah. And I just moved into a new apartment, so it took us a while to get set up here for the first time to yeah. record. Well, we had to figure out where your apartment was because you yeah. got lost. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. But all that to say, seems like we're already quite a few hours into this We've been episode. talking for a while. <laughs> We've been talking since 6.30. Yeah. Just about three hours. So, uh, I, that wasn't really relevant. I was just thinking No, about it's it. important backstory. Yeah. The people need this. Yeah. Speaking of origin story. Okay. Um, heard some good reviews about your topic yeah. last episode, which yeah. was our origin story. Yeah. So, good that work. That's a good one. Yeah, last episode. You should go listen to it okay. if you haven't. So, I'm going first? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. All right. I think so. Josiah, I bring to you today not a, not a whole lot and nothing of importance. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> hey. No, for, hey <laughs> for <now>. this podcast. <laughs> it is too late in the night for smack talk. 
I'd I'm say just we're kidding. just getting started. We're just, we're just getting started with the family. Okay, Josiah. Today, this also, let me preface my topic by saying that sometimes I pick a topic and I have an internal fear that, as opposed to an external fear. Yeah, you don't show it. Yeah, it's hiding deep inside that uh, the things I'm going to talk about are like common knowledge to everybody except me, (laughs) but I just found it and think it's cool. Oh, it's okay. So do me a favor. Uh If you haven't heard of this, let's, or if you have heard of this, let's pretend do I give you like a sign if I have heard of it or no, just nothing? No, 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 no. Just nothing. for my sake, you just pretend the whole okay. time like okay. you've not heard of it. I'm going to wipe my mind real quick. Okay. okay. Here we go. My mind is wiped. I know nothing. The thing is, I'm looking at you and once I say it, if you're going to, if you do know it, I'll know immediately. I got a bad poker face. I'm going to try though. Okay. Josiah, have you heard about the time when Pepsi had the sixth largest military? I've never heard of that. Truly. Now I wish I hadn't have asked you to do that because I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I have not heard of that. Okay, you haven't? No. This is a fun story, and it's true. So, we're in the height. Uh, wait, sorry, I said that wrong. We're in the height of the Cold War. 1356. Nope. <laughs> 1959. Um, almost there. <laughs> yeah. 600 years off. <laughs> It's the height of the Cold War. The year is 1959. It's a chilly day, probably. Don't don't quote me on that because I have no idea what time of the year this is. Yeah, for some people it was chilly. Yeah, we're going to say it's chilly. No, it's probably chilly because we are in the Soviet Union. Always chilly. Okay. At least like there's just a chilly vibe, even yep. if the temperature's not chilly. Yep. So the first character in our story is Dwight Eisenhower. You heard of the guy? Yeah. President. I was hoping for shrewd, but that's okay. Yeah, we all are. Yeah. Um, probably one of the presidents I know the least about, except for <laughs> presidents that I have never heard the name of, which are, I would say, like 40. Grant. Out of the <laughs> yeah. however many there are. <laughs> you will tide Grant. Yeah, I think um, that's one of them. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Dwight Eisenhower is the president at the time. He decides, you know, Cold War's going crazy. He's like, we need to promote American culture to the Soviet Union. We need to get some products over there, get some trade moving. You know, he's thinking proactively, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he uh, coordinates with the Soviet Union, and they plan something called the American National Exhibition. Okay? A-N-E. The A-N-E. And this is in Moscow. We're still in 1959. Okay. Eisenhower's like, I'm not going. Okay. So he sends... Just because he's... He doesn't want to. I, I don't know. He's like made other plans. I, well, to be fair, <laughs> he's just not a part of the story past that he was the one who set this oh, up. Okay, okay. So I guess I spoke, I misspoke. Maybe he was there and was just, <laughs> as the president of the United States, so irrelevant to the rest of the story yeah, that okay. we're not worth mentioning. Don't matter. But who is mention, worth mentioning is his vice president. Do you know who that is? Obama? <laughs> In 1959. I don't know. Obama has just turned 15. <laughs> Obama's just getting into politics. What a successful man. As a vice president. <clears throat> no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, the vice president at the time was none other than Richard Nixon. Oh. 
the Nixonator himself yeah. okay. was vice president. Okay. So Eisenhower's like, I don't want to go. That's a long way away. Nixon, you go over you there. Do it. And you're in charge of expanding the American culture into Soviet Union. Yeah. Cool? Uh-huh. This is all a stage setter. Okay. So he, they're like, all right, that's perfect. Let's get some big names in there, some big um, promotional names. Head over to the Soviet Union, and with them joined some big players like Disney. Disney was there. And the main character of the story... Mickey Mouse. Pepsi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so this is like a World's Fair type of thing, kind of? Yeah. But, but an America's Fair? It's basically an America's Fair in the Soviet Union during the height of when we weren't getting along all that well. Right. And so they get this whole thing together. They're like, we're going to just talk American products in Moscow. So. That right. sounds like my dream. <laughs> Right? I don't know what job. Maybe you have to be Richard Nixon. Talk American products somewhere? Yeah. Just, hey, I, what I'll you, talk about products all day. What do you think about Ford, by the way? Love it. <laughs> okay. That was so fun. We should do that. We should talk about American products like We're more. starting a second podcast, I think. <laughs> American products American something. products with Caleb and Josiah. American products me something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Holy cow. You know, whenever I tell stories on this podcast... For whatever reason, I just feel like I have to draw it out. Yeah. Let's yeah. skip. That was all backstory. Okay. Let's skip to the goods. It's important. Yep. So they're all meeting. Nixon is now meeting with Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev. Again, don't quote me on the pronunciation. <laughs> Every episode, I don't know how to pronounce at least one word. But Nixon and Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev are hanging. They start talking. Nixon's like, hey, man, capitalism's pretty good. Right. And eh, Soviet eh. leader Nikita Khrushchev is like, well, you don't know nothing until you know communism. You've never been a communist, so you wouldn't know. Yeah, exactly. Not open-minded. And Nixon's like, well, you clearly have never seen an a, a American bald eagle. Yeah. And then, That is, yeah. If you've seen a bald eagle, you know. Yeah. And then Khrushchev's like, well, you're just too scared of the color red for some reason. Mm. Um, and so they start having this debate. Did they actually say that? <laughs> no. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> the red scare. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was a, it was a poorly timed color joke about the color red. <sighs> yeah. Color jokes have to be, you have, they have to be tight. <laughs> you, can, you can't just sprinkle them in willy nilly. <laughs> hey, we should never hang out for hours before we do a podcast again. No, we always should. Okay. Okay. I mean, sure. That sounds good. You're like, oh, fine. Oh, that sounds great, Josiah. So these two guys are like the staple of their country and their political systems. Mm -hmm. They're getting into it. Mm -hmm. Things are starting to get heated. Mm -hmm. They're yelling at each other. Everyone's nervous. No one knows what's going to happen. It's like the Cold War has ignited inside of that room, and one person, only one, can step in and save the day. Do you know who that is? Pepsi. <laughs> yes. Mr. Pepsi. His name Dr. is... Dr. Pepsi. <laughs> His name is Donald Kindle, which does not flow out of the mouth in a cool way. <laughs> Donald. Now that I tried... Donald Kindle. Donald Kindle, who is the Pepsi vice president. Here's the cool part of the story. Two world leaders mm -hmm. of some of the biggest superpowers in the world mm -hmm. are yelling at each other mm -hmm. about 
the basis for which our two countries typically yell at each other. And Donald Kendall steps in. I imagine he stepped in between them, put a hand on both of that shoulder, both of their shoulders, and said, "Fellas, drink a Pepsi." <laughs> oh, okay, do you remember the <laughs> Pepsi commercial from a couple of years ago that, like, was like it was like must be the inspiration, like must be inspired from that. Oh, where they're like, oh yeah, Pepsi solves problems. Yeah, it was, uh, and it, it was like super controversial. Do you yeah, that? I don't remember that, oh. but. You're right that it probably was inspired by this. That's because Pepsi, by Vice President of Pepsi himself, Donald Kindle, totally diffused the situation. Did they actually drink Pepsi? They gave he, they, just, he gave them both a Pepsi. He just poured them a cold one? <laughs> and they just drank it, and they were like... Eh, and I then they, they, they went... Ah, and then they looked at the camera and said like... I love Pepsi. <laughs> and they looked at each other. I love and American said, Pepsi. If Pepsi can exist in the world, then we can be allies. <laughs> and then they high fived in midair in a freeze frame. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so what happens next? <laughs> Let's jump ahead uh, ten to fifteen years. What do you say? Okay, I'm ready. So that moment ends. Everyone goes back home. People are like, "Man, Pepsi just saved the day." Well. Nikita Khrushchev, Soviet leader, was haunted by that day because he loved Pepsi so much. Was that his first time having it? Uh-huh. That's because awesome. Because Pepsi wasn't in. Yeah. And neither was Coke. Okay. Which means that Pepsi was the first like soft drink, American-made soft drink to make Give it. Give it up for Pepsi. Exactly. They won. And uh, he just loved it so much. And this is how big of like how ridiculous of a deal this is. It took them a decade to get this figured out. But finally, in the 1970s, Khrushchev is like, you know what? Pepsi's coming to the Soviet Union. Nice. And the crowd goes wild. But here's where <laughs> things get interesting. Soviet currency, I don't, oh, I don't remember what their, the name of their currency is called. Potatoes. Do you, do you know? I think you're referring to Idaho. Oh, that's Idaho currency. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Never been there. Yeah, I've not. I've never been either. <laughs> never been um, to the Soviet Union. <laughs> I, I think we can probably. It's probably safe to say it doesn't matter too much. <laughs> but their currency at the time was not legal tender anywhere else in the world. Okay. So the rest of the world, their currency, their cash was useless, worthless. S, S U bucks. Yep. What does that stand for? Oh, Soviet <laughs> Union bucks. <laughs> yeah, they're the SU bucks, worthless all around the world. So Pepsi's like, we would love to sell our product here, but the money we get from your country is not yeah. going to help us in any way. We're just yeah. going to lose money from this. Yeah. So, <laughs> Soviet Union, in classic Soviet Union style, uh. says, we may have a workaround if you'd be willing to go tradesies. Do you want to guess what they traded? Men? Three, <laughs> three guesses. Not men. Not anything military. I'll give you that hint. Horses. Nope. Um, Seems like you're going the wrong Naming direction. rights for <laughs> their country. Also, no. Okay. Uh, well, those, those were your three? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they said... We'll give you vodka. 
<laughs> Pepsi said, you know what? Why not? So they bought a significant amount of Pepsi. And instead of giving Pepsi any money, they gave them a whole lot of vodka. Okay? And this deal lasted around a decade. And in this wow. time, Pepsi exploded. Like, everywhere in the Soviet Union, Pepsi was the drink, other mm-hmm. than vodka, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. But then the 1980s hit, and their deal expires. That was the deal. Okay. And Pepsi says, uh, you know, vodka, no longer enough. And Soviet Union's like, you don't understand. We can't not (laughs) have Pepsi here. So then Pepsi's like, Donald, I imagine, was like, okay, well, what can you offer? And Soviet Union's like, give give us a week. Let us discuss. And they came back. I don't know if they actually were like, give us a week. But for the story, Mm -hmm, it's helpful. mm -hmm, A little mm -hmm, bit of tension. Drama. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They came back, Donald sitting there at his table saying, what do you have for me? I'm about to pull all the Pepsi out of the Soviet Union. And they say, we'll give you 17 submarines, one frigate. Okay. We'll give you a battle cruiser. Okay. And we'll give you one destroyer. (laughs) (laughs) So they gave Pepsi a military that was worth $3 billion dollars. And in exchange, the Soviet Union got $3 billion worth of Pepsi. Now, the Soviet Union cranks through, at this time, about a billion things of Pepsi, a billion Pepsi products a year. Uh So it's massively successful. And so now Pepsi is sitting there with, with this number of military equipment. They now have the sixth largest military in the entire world isn't that crazy the only corporate military was pepsi but do they just what do they do with it um (laughs) i'm glad you asked they did the only thing that makes sense theme park they started the cola wars I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Cola Wars Coke, did exist, but I don't think there's military involved. Coke bought some other battleships. <laughs> yeah. And then from they, the US. <laughs> it was the then cold. Then they met each other out in the middle of the Pacific. <laughs> the cold Cola Wars. Yeah, and they fought for the ice cold, refreshing they top chill shelf. drink war. Yeah. Yep. Um, top shelf placement in every gas station. <laughs> that was what the fight was about. <laughs> no, they did what any any company that's been given a lot of military equipment um, and machinery start did. a country. They should have. They sold it all to Sweden. Oh, <laughs> I know. Every time, am I right? Every time, <laughs> I'm. Every time somebody's given military stuff, straight to Sweden. Always to Sweden. But I don't really exactly see how it was a good deal because they sold it to a Swedish company for, like, recycled scrap. So unless they really recycle efficiently there, I feel like Pepsi lost out on that deal. Uh, Maybe that's what they want you to think. Yeah. Maybe Sweden's got a nice navy. Or maybe 
Pepsi still has a nice navy, navy, and they just want us to think that they gave it to Sweden. Maybe Pepsi was bought out by Sweden. Maybe Pepsi and they is work Sweden. together, and <gasps> they have a giant navy. Oh no! This needs to be DefCon thirty. Here's a fun fact for you. <laughs> Uh, actually, I think DefCon One is the worst. Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, we were doing a we were doing an office an office quote. Oh, DefCon Thirty. <laughs> um, guess how many aircraft carriers uh, the U.S. has? Twelve. I don't know. Twenty. Oh, I was actually not far yeah. off for a complete there's, guess. I think there's only like forty. Huh. Maybe there's twenty in the world. Sorry, I don't have internet. But I think oh, I, I thought given there you was the password. I, no, it's fine. Okay. I'll, I'll figure it out. Oh, I'll just pre- I'll just pretend like I'm googling stuff. Oh, <laughs> okay. yep. No, uh-huh. that kind of blew my mind. I would have assumed there had been thousands. I think maybe there's no. I think there's twenty in the world actually. Okay, someone fact check us if we're wrong in the method of a five star review down below. <laughs> yeah, or just yell it on three. Ready? Yell the answer. One, two, three. Oh, this is oh. like Dora. Oh, oh okay. It's Thank behind you. The bush. Thank you. So that's pretty crazy, though. Yeah, that was a fun uh, military Thank fact you for, for you. I'm glad you know. You gave me some, I give you one. Yeah. You take a look, I take a look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The story's wrapping up, but Pepsi had a complete monopoly in the Soviet Union that is from crazy. 1959 to 1991. Wow. At that point, Everything over there collapsed, right? And uh, when that happened, Coca-Cola snuck in and no. made things work cleverly. Oh, sneaky. I know. But in 2004, uh, Donald was awarded an order of friendship by Vladimir Putin. Mr. Putin himself. Indeed. Isn't that... So, like, like this d- story doesn't matter <laughs> in any context but isn't this does weird he, does he like so what does donald get from that like He's a plaque a, does he get <laughs> does he just visit putin sometimes i imagine it's like a, a like you know the type of frame that a diploma comes in yeah big fancy yeah i imagine it's just that with like three words that's like order of friendship and then underneath it just says russia <laughs> signed russia <laughs> mother russia <laughs> so I like that. Um, there is some conspiracy. Uh, of course. Also, I don't know if this is right. I got this off of a website called bettermarketing.pub, which is a big website, but it's but biased. it's a pub. Well, it's like a bar. Yeah. <laughs> I got this from a marketing bar. No, uh, Those are the website's biased because the conspiracy is about marketing. So... This oh. website. Well, it's a theory, so it's not. It's just a theory, right? Yeah. There's no. Well, this it doesn't say it's a theory. Okay. It just said lists this as this part is, of the story. Just as pure fact. It's worth mentioning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. According to them, this is pure fact. Yeah. That this right here, 1959, was actually the first guerrilla marketing tactic ever, in that Donald Kendall. And Richard Nixon were in on it together. Of course they were. And Nixon purposefully started an argument with Soviet leader. No, okay, I don't believe that part. Just so that <laughs> Pepsi could step in and like get. Basically, they wanted they wanted to get a Pepsi to Soviet leader Nikita. You, you wouldn't plan that. <laughs> 
like I'm gonna, according I'm gonna to go, marketing bettermarketing.pub I'm just gonna go I, argue with this guy you step in offer a nice cold refreshing Pepsi and then solve the issue okay <laughs> um, here, here's yeah, what the website right. says the argument between Nixon and Khrushchev was in fact planned the earliest and most successful guerrilla marketing campaign it was a careful execution by Donald Kendall and Nixon um, Pepsi wasn't keen on its vice president attending the event, and so to maximize the opportunity, Kendall, Donald Kendall, spoke with Nixon the night before to work out a way to purposely get a Pepsi into Khrushchev's hand. So the the marketing ploy was on Pepsi's side of saying, "Hey, can you just start an it's argument?" As long as he tries one, we yeah, just need to get him get him to try one. So he's like, "You start an argument so that I've got an excuse to step in and say, brothers, <laughs> friends, drink a Pepsi, amigos." And I would agree with you that that's probably not true. I don't buy this website at all. But how imagine, awesome would imagine. it be? Pepsi's talking with the vice president of the United States saying, hey, we can change the course of our company if you just pick a fight with the Soviet leader. And then I'm going to step in and I'm going to say, chillax. Chillax, Drink yourself a pep, bros. Do you think uh, Nixon got anything out of it? Probably a Pepsi. Better standing with... That's true. At least that. And Nixon's goal, to be fair, was to introduce American products to the Soviet Union. So... If Pepsi succeeded, he succeeded. Seems okay. pretty likely that okay. that's what happened. The uh, the intentions are they seem legit. Uh huh. The motivation. Um, that's that's literally all I have. I just isn't that I've never heard of that before. Really, <clears throat> the story's fun and entertaining, but I really just wanted to come on the podcast and say, did you ever hear about when Pepsi had the six biggest military force yeah, in the what world? What is it like? By money, like by value, I would assume. I can't imagine by value. Pepsi had like, uh, like actual people. Unless they pulled like the delivery men across <laughs> the nation. You're gonna arm this battleship, okay? <laughs> yeah. And then you guys. You were once a truck delivery man, That's and you're enough. now arming the missiles. Yeah. You're you're good at defensive driving. You can you can take this ship. <laughs> yeah, here the submarine's yours. We'll give you a raise. Five forty an hour to twelve fifty. Yeah, which in those days probably was game changer. Yeah, until they sold it all to Sweden, and those guys were just—they didn't stand a chance. Maybe they went with them because they're still alive, so I'm, they've got to have people to pilot them. I'm not convinced Sweden's a real place. I'm not convinced Sweden doesn't have all those ships still. Uh, yeah, scrap recycling. <laughs> I think they're sitting there. With billions of dollars of decades-old Soviet Union military equipment just waiting for their moment. They would. <laughs> if you're listening from Sweden, you're sorry. near the top of the list of places I want to go. So, uh, this so, is all fun. All for fun. You're above the Soviet Union on the list of places <laughs> I'd like to visit. And also the places I've never visited. Yeah, and also I'm mostly a Coke guy. So yeah, I was a Pepsi way. guy for a very short time, Where probably a year. It's just too sugary. in middle school. Just Coke I like, is too, but it sneaks up on you. It's just the flavor for mm. me. Okay, and maybe the marketing. Yeah, I don't love the way they do political underground marketing. That's just my Pepsi. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just if you make a deal with <laughs> uh, a vice president of a country, to I'm out. Uh, yeah, I. <laughs> 
for that. Once he did that, I sent it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once I found out he did that, I haven't drank a Pepsi since. And for that reason, I'm out. I'm not even an investor anymore. Really? Yeah. You sold all your shares? 50000 at 20%. Wow. <laughs> that is crazy. Pepsi's worth $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they are. They better be. Yeah, at least. I'm not supporting Pepsi. If Even if they go out of business, you know they have hundreds of tons of Russian vodka. Yeah, Just what did they do with that? I, I was, forgot to ask about I that. Was, I don't know. Did they sell it? it didn't, I assume they sold it to other places. Okay. But I genuinely have no idea. That is crazy. There's a lot of question marks to this story. Yeah. And that's part of the reason yeah. I enjoy it so it's much. It's intriguing. So Big there fan. you go, man. Big fan. Pe- Pepsi's military. Beat that. That is a fun story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some of them, just the the title is so clickbaity. Yeah. That's so, it, it's so good. I'm pretty sure I found it on BuzzFeed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Five things you'll not believe yeah. Pepsi I believe. did with the Soviet Union. That's probably pretty accurate to the article I read when I got this idea. Yeah. And by got this idea, I mean read that article and then immediately started researching <laughs> Pepsi's military. It's important to me. Okay, that is very interesting. Thank you for enlightening me. Of course. Did you learn something? I learned a lot of stuff. Good. Yeah. I learned that the Civil... Uh, not Civil War. <laughs> the Cold War didn't start in 1356. Yeah. So... I had always thought. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Yeah. I bring it up a lot. I'm like glad you'd we be surprised. <laughs> you guys ever thought about the Cold War in 1356? Ever? <laughs> and then everybody just gets quiet. Who's gonna... No one wanted to tell him. Are you gonna tell him? No, I don't want to tell him. That's why I did this topic, because you needed oh, to... Oh, no. I wanted to, to break it to you soft. <laughs> Mini intervention. <laughs> Hey, what I was is... like, no, it is 1356. <laughs> no, no, it is. Unless someone from a podcast <laughs> specifically tells me otherwise. Do your research. Yeah. That's what I would say. Hey, do you want to do your topic? Yeah, I'll do, I'll do my topic. We're just um, going and going Real tonight. quick, yeah. The, real quick, we're uh, sponsored by our Patreon account. Yeah. So if you want to support us, if this podcast brings you value, if you can um, pay us money. <laughs> just think of it as like an exchange we provide you a good or service and you provide us a good or service exactly we give you vodka you give us pepsi but in the think form of, like of entertainment and knowledge and uh, just your your hard cash your yeah. hard-earned money yeah so um if you'd consider that that's great yep and if you don't want to consider it that's great too. you're dead to us <laughs> <laughs> it's great but you're dead to us okay um Here's what I got. I'm talking a little bit about culture as well. Love it. Um, but we're going across the pond and then across another pond. So are we just back where we started? No. Okay. We're landing. That's the plane landing. That was good. In Korea. Which ponds did we cross? Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Atlantic. <laughs> and um, we went south to... Uh, Around India. Okay. What's that called? Indian Ocean. Oh, we took a quick... <laughs> and then we, we went the long way. We got rerouted. <laughs> we got rerouted. Because the pond is the Atlantic, and then, yeah. And then another pond was just, you know... Just there's ponds you have to cross yeah, sometimes. all over the place. But we're in Korea now. Yeah, so I got interested in K-pop a couple oh, weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. A couple weeks ago, I was just listening to new releases. BTS had a song, Butter. I was mm. like, this is legit. I listened to the, that yesterday. What would you think? Uh, I, is it a fun pop song, well, at least? 
so I was zip tying cords underneath my desk so that you couldn't see them. Yeah. And it came on. It I was looks like, pretty sharp, by the way. Thanks. Yeah, they're hidden. I hid them. Yeah. Nice, nice job. Thanks. Um, but I that song came on and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> what the? To my ears. And I <laughs> got up from the desk, looked at my computer, and it was like, butter. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I think I should hear them out. I need to hear what they have to say. Yeah, that's a pretty compelling argument. <laughs> so I heard that song. I was like, okay. So started listening to some K-pop. Nice. I know I'm like super late. No. Everyone in the K-pop world, including myself, would like to welcome you with open arms. Thank you. I feel I feel welcome, <laughs> truly. Um, and and then I started kind of looking into it. Uh huh. There's a deep dark secret. There's actually not. There's not. But it's it's super interesting. Okay. And uh, I want to talk about it. So specifically, the K-pop machine, as I'm calling it. Ah. And that'll make more sense as we go. But how? It gets created, the business behind it. Okay. Love it. So it kind of started in the late 90s. I think Pepsi just, had just... Pepsi was just finished their contract. Okay. Um, yeah, years before. And this is kind of like at the time of American boy bands and after. I missed that time. You miss it or you missed it? I missed... Well, yes. I, yeah. I both missed okay. and wish they were around still. Um, so kind of one Korean boy band uh-huh. started and then some other corporations were like this is making some money we're going somewhere Cha-ching! here and so a couple long story short couple uh businesses got started and started creating these k-pop groups mm. um typically a, a boy group or a girl group i think okay. there's like one Co-ed yeah, boy and girl. And that's just wrong. It don't work out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's just how I they bet do it. they failed so fast. Um, and so since then, explosion. Yep, explosion of pop and culture. Yeah, all around the world. Love so that. So this this is very interesting. Korean pop culture is the third largest export from South Korea. Whoa, that is interesting. And specifically, uh, BTS. Uh huh. They're like probably the biggest. Yeah. Uh, anybody boy who's band. Anybody. Uh, BTS and Blackpink, they're a girl K-pop band. They're probably the two biggest Blackpink. in the world. Yeah, I don't, I don't know them. The, can you? Would you sing one of their songs? Okay, so it goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can look it up. Okay, <laughs> so close. Uh, so what was I saying? Oh, uh, BTS contributes three point six billion U.S. dollars. Okay, a year to the Korean economy. That's so that's much not, vodka. That's not. Can you imagine how much you could trade that for vodka or some Pepsi? I can't. Um, and that's just... Uh, so um, one in 13 people, one in every 13 tourists that went to Korea in 2017 came for them. Holy cow. Is that not insane? I cannot imagine that level of fame. Yeah. And uh, woo! Woo! they get four times the engagement that Trump had. <laughs> okay, so they got funny. a map. They, they have... Uh, they don't have individual social media accounts. They just have uh-huh. one. So everybody... Has to follow the one if you want to see your guy or yeah, your, yeah, or your for gal. Because sure. it's, it's family. It's a unit. You, the BTS group is called the, an army. Okay. Which, I don't know if you've heard about is any of the stuff that they do. Yeah. They, they <laughs> literally an army. They, uh, I think BTS was raising money for like Black Lives Matter. I, th- I think they raised or like donated a million dollars to Black Lives Matter. And uh-huh. then within 24 hours, the BTS army matched it. Holy cow. Is that not insane? That's pretty cool. 
Our Patreon's getting close, but not, <laughs> not there yet. Also, if you have any ideas for what um, our listeners are going to be called. Patreons. <laughs> <laughs> Patriots. <laughs> the American Patriots. <laughs> International, of course. <laughs> um, okay, I'm like... Three sentences into my notes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I gotta gotta go. Well, I'll stop interrupting. I'm not speaking for the next five minutes. Okay, so basically they have billions and billions of streams. Yep. Uh, I think think still the the most viewed YouTube video is Gangnam Style, which is K-pop. Naturally. Um, So it's absolutely insane. So to talk about the business a little bit and how you start a K-pop group... They have what's like a trainee system. It's very different than American music. So basically, there's three top businesses. Yeah. Uh, SM, YG, JYP. Mm-hmm. Also, this is a thing about uh, K-pop. Everything is an acronym. Perfect. I wouldn't have it any Which other way. Which is just kind of fun. Like, what does K even stand for? K- we don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> there's no way of knowing. And uh, so these, these companies... Fine. They have auditions and they go out and scout for people. Okay. Um, young kids, like teenagers. Yeah. And they bring them in. They train them for sometimes up to ten years. One, one person was in like a training for ten years. Holy cow! So some sometimes people like kids are super good, and after a couple months, they get pushed out into the world and like could you, fly. Could you imagine being like that's what you have to tell people? Like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm uh, K-pop training. I'm a K-pop. I'm three years in. <laughs> I'm a I'm a green belt still. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so they they these companies pay for everything for food, That's clothing, cool. um, housing, tr- like training and and lessons for voice voice lessons and dance lessons and. Do you have to be Korean? No, you don't. Okay, this is kind of something recently they've. Um, not recently, but they have been done a super good job at going global. Nice. And so they actually, a lot of the big groups have uh, diverse people from just typically Asian countries. Mm. I don't know if there's any people. They call them idols also, not like stars or anything. But like American idols. Uh, yes, but Korean. <laughs> okay. The I'm Korean kind. Where, and Yeah, okay. Uh yeah, so th- there are some, there's like some Thai, some f- super famous okay. Thai um, Do you idols. think it's too late for us? I kind of think it's too late for us, man. Hmm. But if you want to try, um, BTS did it a little different and they're big, so. Okay, perfect. So basically they, they have, the companies has control of basically their schedule because they've got this heavy training. Uh-huh. Um, they've got control of their diet and and some cases um cosmetic surgery Whoa, can be encouraged that's pretty far and uh so even though everything is paid for it's very strict and tight and this is all for the purpose of de- debuting which basically means you you've got your group together you've been paired with yep. some other people you go out you perform on this big debut stage big which moment. is how people see like okay maybe here's another K-pop group coming out that might be big but there's only three, three hundred. I mean, I have a lot of notes, and I am lost. <laughs> there's there's three hundred groups that um, work to debut 
uh-huh. I think only 50 make it to the debut. Okay. And then from then, only a couple actually get big within the first year. So uh, they, they're just pu- like sending kids through this. They're getting trained up. Uh-huh. They're learning how to do interviews well, how to talk to the camera. Holy How cow. to talk to people. Like um, just how to interact with fans and stuff. And a lot, a majority just don't leave. make it. Yeah, one year and they're so gone. they're they're out in the world doing something else or trying to pursue well, something on their own. Yeah, they're not doing not doing much because they spent ten years <laughs> doing just this. Well, I think ten years is an extreme case, but like it can be a couple. Up. Yeah, it, a couple of years. It seems as what I was reading tends to be. So it's the equivalent of potentially going to college and then deciding you don't want to do that or. You're not quite good enough. So sorry about that. Yikes. Um, and then of the groups that do well, uh-huh. they're expected to pay back uh, everything that was paid. Like all the food. What? All the expenses that the company had paid for get Greedy. reimbursed through that. I and guess so, if you're making a lot of money, though. Yeah. And so you can kind of see why it's. I like to call it the K-pop machine. Yeah, because it, <laughs> it really out. is like an intensely, well, yeah, like what a yeah. just what a routine. That's intense. Yep, and uh, yeah, they control the br- the companies control the brand and the image as well. Like I said, they don't have their own social media. Yeah, at, at least BTS. And there's one story where one idol from the band HOT, uh-huh. Hot, said they uh, he wasn't supposed to use the bathroom at like a broadcasting station they were at because it could negatively impact their mysterious and mythical image. Ah. (laughs) I'm doing my best here to put the pieces together of why. Because hot boys don't poop. (laughs) (laughs) You said poop on the podcast. I'm so sorry. (sighs) Uh, Our editor can beep that out. This thing's going down the drain. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, so basically they're they're like taken into this machine, sculpted into a K-pop idol, <laughs> and spit out with another. They com- are combined with another group, and they go out Holy into the world cow. and um, perform these pop songs that are written for them. This literally sounds like an entertainment style post-apocalyptic, apocalyptic, young adult book. Well, and also people don't do it if they don't want to. You can leave. It's not like they make you. Get in the van. We're going to K-pop town. No, but like, still, like, just how it's intense. intense it all is. It is very intense. Whew. Um, and, uh, yeah, they don't, they don't even, a lot of them don't write their own music or anything. And one of, the, one of the girls was from, uh, I think, Blackpink said she didn't sing or dance before this. So she just was like, "This is this is my calling." <laughs> I guess so. Never done any of this, but let's go. So they can be taught. Also, Blackpink live, pretty bad. Did you you've watched You're some? Not the best singers, but they can write a pop song. Man, don't oh. get me started. There's some good pop, good K-pop. I'm a big fan of K-pop. I should probably say. Okay, good. Yeah, that's an important. Uh, it's very entertaining. I know a few songs. I know. Oh, <laughs> some good ones though. Butter. <laughs> I'll give you some recommendations at the end. Have you heard Ring Ding Dong from my, from my college days? I don't think so. Look up the music video. It's all you need in yeah, life. Yeah, their, their music videos are crazy, too. Yep. Um, so how much does this all cost? One company claimed that it cost $3 million US dollars to train one specific solo singer to oh bring them out. Oh, my. 
Um, but it's estimated that on average, it's 400,000 US dollars to train a group, mm-hmm. a small group, to bring them all the way through. And 1.8 to 2.4 million US dollars for like a whole package of like wow. from training to album creation and probably out on tour. All that money just for them to go out and debut and everybody go, yeah. Maybe. And they're gone and they have to try again. So it really is a massive investment for these companies. Uh And uh, typically what I read that idols usually only get a 70-30 split. um, Would they get the 30 or the 70? The 30. Oh, boy. Or sometimes a 90-10 where the business gets a lot of it. What? Okay, if they're getting the 30 or the 10, they should not be having to reimburse the companies. Down with the system. <laughs> maybe it doesn't come... Maybe that's part of it. Maybe it doesn't come specifically from that 30 or 10%. But maybe ships. that's why it's low. We're taking it down. We'll take down Pepsi. We'll take down um, SMJP and... Or YG and JYP. Yep. We're gonna, what else should we take down? Mark my words. Um, huh. Okay. Oh, we could stand we'll, for we'll like s- no less pollution or something. Sure. Okay. We'll take down pollution. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and uh, is it ethical? I don't know. But I guess it, works. it works. It works <laughs> for these businesses. Work. They make a lot of money. I guess if the kids want to, then that's fine. Kids always know best. Kids know best. That's what they say. Yeah, that's what I've always said. Um, so it's, they're super efficient. They pump out uh, these great pop songs and the, uh, personalities and this whole brand. Yeah. It just I like thinking about it as just like a package. Like we've created this thing. Now here, go make money. It's pretty cool. It's very interesting, and so it's so different than like American music because American music is so like individualistic. Where like you're on your own, go make a name for yourself. Yeah, like like your <laughs> your music is typically like it's you you write your songs and your lyrics are meaningful. I mean sometimes, but oh, yeah. a lot of even like the big pop stars usually write or at least help with. With some of it, with some or of it. used to, yeah, yep, and it started out like that. But yeah, then now now other people write their stuff for them. Yeah, which is just very interesting to it think is. of it as a machine. Um, and and some people think it's a little bit, um, what's the word that is not uh, <laughs> uh, authentic. Unauthentic. <laughs> that might be a goofball moment. Where's the goofball? I'm calling it. I'm going to find it. We just moved, but I'm pretty sure I left it on the window. Still. Okay, I'll keep talking. So, uh, goofball, I forgot about that. <laughs> Not authentic. <laughs> Listen but, to the sound. Um, it sounds like you're opening a glass of Pepsi, a jar of Pepsi. <laughs> Get your Pepsi jar. Oh, yeah, we still don't have a bowl, so it's a goof jar, but no, it doesn't flow as It's just a bowl with a small mouth. All right, real fast. Draw one for and me. You can keep cranking. You want me to? Yep. Okay. Also, this jar is not big enough to put your hand into, so <laughs> it's just a weird system. Oh, it's a long one. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, if you don't know what the goof bowl is, one, so to save on editing, so we don't have to edit stuff out, we... Uh, made it so that there's an incentive to not goof up. So I have to do something stupid now. (laughs) Josiah, you have to stand up for the rest of the episode. What the heck? (laughs) Okay. Oh, that's very funny. 
Okay, I gotta squat a little so bit. So now our video, because we've been videoing these, so now our video is gonna be just like his Shoot. chest down. Okay, so I love that. The, the purpose is to move on quick, so I'm gonna. Okay. So, um, where was I? Not, oh, some people think it's not very authentic because it just uh, seems a little bit machine made. Yeah. But too corporate. I think, but then some people are like, well, it's very clear. It's not trying to be something it's not. Yeah. So it's just they pump out awesome pop songs this and we dance to them and we like these these people that sing them and dance to it. Yeah. This is what it is. Take it or leave it. Yeah. We're yeah. not trying to fake anything. Yeah. And uh, something that I think is very interesting is kind of how they've become so global and so popular. I hope you can. <laughs> I hope you can hear. With I'm standing at a weird angle too. I uh, no, I think you're doing great. Okay. I enjoy this one. Oh, good. Um, so it started off in Korea and then uh, exploded throughout the world, kind yep. of, especially with social media and not having to rely on TV because that's the old model. Um, but now it can go all around the world. And they started incorporating English because yes. that's something you'll notice about like BTS. Mm -hmm. I guess just any, most any K-pop, but at least what you've probably listened to uh -huh. has got just random English. Incorporated kind of sporadically, yeah. not yeah. whole songs, just... Yep. Throw, tossed in. Yeah, so there's a couple reasons why they do that. Uh -huh. Partly because it's cool, just like culturally. Yeah, why not? English is the world language. Is it? Yeah. And uh, hmm. and a lot of famous pop songs, like American pop songs, go out to all around the world anyway. So people, yeah. people that don't speak English are used to, a lot of them know English songs. Right, yeah, that and, makes sense. And... Uh, English is kind of the cool language, according to some uh, K-pop people. According to bettermarketing.pub. I think it was kpop.biz.btsarmy. <laughs> Actually? No. Oh, I was like, I don't, okay, okay, Josiah. <laughs> I question your sources. Um, and also, one producer said that sometimes he just uses English because it flows better than Korean. Like, you translate it to English, and maybe that flows a little better. I could see it. Yeah. And uh, partly to uh, appeal to people like me who only speak English. Yeah. Because if you hear something that's just in Korean, it doesn't catch your attention as much. Uh -huh. Wait, did they, did they just say something in English? Did they just throw a little English word Did in they there? just say the word butter? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I was under my desk <laughs> and had to stop my work to check on it. Did you unhinge your jaw? I... Um, I unhooked it <laughs> and let it fall to the floor. Set it down gently on the ground and just sat there. <laughs> um, and then the, the, the final thing why they put some English in there uh -huh. is for metadata. Uh, so like on YouTube, they have yeah. the Korean word and the English word next to each other. Because mm -hmm. you're not going to click on something that doesn't have any English, aren't you? Hashtag you, you, SEO tips. Yeah. Am I right? Yep. And so people who speak both languages or just one of the languages can, can find it. Pretty cool. Yeah, and so Pretty that's kind of clever how it's of gone. them. Yeah, yeah, it's very. They do a lot of things very well. These they companies it have it figured out. Yes. Yeah. Two of them are, were actually started by past idols. Oh. Yeah. Well. And and they say that there's <laughs> there's really like if you're not uh, picked up or like started by one of those three, you're probably not going to make it. Really. Yeah. Just statistically. So there's not much of like a K-pop indie. There, there is, but they... It's not typically successful. As much. Okay. As far as I know. Power so, to the people. Yeah. Fight the system. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and uh, so they've done a super good job with with just marketing, and and they're so spread out over the world now that Korea yeah. is is not even close to the top country, like the country with the most streams. There's only 50 million people. Yeah, but um, only 10 percent of the views on YouTube K-pop videos are from Korea, and the, the other 90 percent are from other countries around the world, especially China, Japan. They even this is interesting. They they release albums sometimes uh-huh. in they have like a Mandarin album or like a Japanese album, okay, and same songs but just different translations. Interesting. Which I guess kind of it makes it, sense. Yes, like Hillsong, they do they do like Spanish, and some people do that. But it's very interesting, and uh, just so the whole inclusive. the whole culture of K-pop is so interesting because people are so <laughs> fiercely loyal to their yeah one specific person or their their favorite group and uh they still do a lot of album like physical hard copies of album sales over there Mm. because it's a collectible like a lot of people don't they buy it or they or they'll a group will release like five different versions of the same album just with different art huh and so it's a collectible item yeah and so they take that also clever yeah and they don't like the fans don't aren't necessarily going to listen to it because it's just harder. They just collect to pop in a CD, but it's like this this photo book. Holy cow! It's very interesting. They have maximized their ability to make money off of these guys. It's crazy. That's intense. Yeah, and I I listen that <laughs> I listened to this. Uh, only twenty five percent, I believe, of uh, the profits that these companies make are from music streaming. Uh huh. It's from tours, merch, and brand deals. Holy cow. Yeah. And so, like, I was, I was thinking about, like, this whole model. And it's like, how, what else can you apply this to? Yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's make a lot of money. Like, what if, we do, what if we do the K-pop machine version of podcasts? Ooh. <laughs> we train people up. Here's a good podcast idea. Okay, now go out. Make us some money. And if you don't, we're tossing you out <laughs> in the garbage, and we're bringing in the next folk. <laughs> to be fair, I don't really know what getting let go looks like, but I know that it's the people just kind of... It just fade. It doesn't work out for a lot of they people. They step into the background. Yeah, they fade, actually. I think they just disappear. <laughs> From existence. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it's just so interesting to me. And uh, I've been listening to a lot of K-pop. Have you? Yeah. Who are you fiercely My loyal favorite... to? My <laughs> favorite... Okay. <laughs> the k-pop group that i stand can't believe i said that my favorite k-pop group nct dream okay they don't make a bad song they don't Not it's one. just the truth it's the truth they don't make a bad song the company has trained them well they, they've done well and here's another interesting thing uh nct dream is a branch of nct okay which is a group with 23 members what you're referring to a choir. I'm referring to a choir slash dance group. Okay, perfect. Slash hip hop group, because most K-pop groups rap a little bit. Yeah, just they, a little you bit. You have to sneak it in there. Yeah, and uh, so NCT Dream is kind of one specific market, and they yeah they that's another thing about how they spread out is they'll have different types of groups under the same label. So uh-huh. if like NCT is an umbrella, they've underneath that they've got. A couple different smaller bands with different people, different songs, but but kind of under the same same yeah. brand almost. 
and to spread out to more people. It's very interesting. So like Coke Zero, Coke Light. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. NCT is like probably the Coke Zero Sugar, if NCT is. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's still Coke Zero. The uh, I don't know. I, nothing's better than original Coke, though. No. Not a chance. I know. Fanta. Ah. NCT is the Fanta. Strawberry Fanta is NCT Dream. Okay. So uh, that's my recommendation for today. Thank you. And uh, do you have any questions? I think that's all I got. Uh, There's a lot. I dove deep. Yeah. And you, I, I'm it missing seems a lot, like you're pretty far into that world. I'm, uh, I'm very into it. We need I, to pull him out. He's about to join the company. No, I. it's too late. I've bought a one-way ticket to Korea. <laughs> <laughs> you're in with the next group. <laughs> I'm joining. I would go, I think, to every concert you ever did. If you yeah? joined a K-pop group Can you imagine? in Korea, if I would somebody gives me the opportunity, I would say yes. Let's just say that that's okay. out there. If somebody starts a K-pop group, I'm in. You're saying dangerous words. You're throwing, <laughs> yeah. You're throwing opportunities at the world. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I swallow opportunities for breakfast. Meanwhile, like a pill. While you're doing that, if anybody wants to learn how to run a successful podcast and will give me 50 to 70 to 80 percent <laughs> of everything you ever make doing it come just shoot me a message yeah um and me too me yeah. first probably <laughs> well if you're no, not you know what we'll do <laughs> we're kind of doing this together <laughs> maybe we can split off yeah after this do our own thing yeah we'll uh we'll go on some side adventures meet mm-hmm. back up mm-hmm. okay okay sounds good you go to korea i'll yeah you do whatever yeah you know Okay, I think that's all I have. The K-pop machine. So, basically, can the K-pop machine beat Pepsi's military? That's what the people are voting for today, Mm -hmm. this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. know. That's a good one. This is a a highly competitive episode. (laughs) I... I'm, I'm looking at this camera over here that's staring at, like, my lower half. <laughs> it makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I like that we just left it on, too. We were like, we're doing it. It's happening. <laughs> so, uh, I guess that'll be there <laughs> you're watching. You're also, like, operating off of a stool right now. Yeah. So, he's got his laptop on a little bar stool. I can't and see then my notes very well. Attached to the stool. So, every... every Janky. And we're in my apartment, so I'm sitting at my office chair with my whole desk at my whimsy. <laughs> your whole desk is right at your, at your whimsy. It's just right there. No one can stop you. So whimsical, this desk. Okay, how about you give 30 seconds about why people should vote for you, and then I will do the same. Yeah. Since we're both talking about corporations, yeah. yours built an army. Mm-hmm. Mine had a military. Okay. Sixth largest in the world. If you can name the top... If you can name the five above it, and one of them is not Korea, that means that I won by military size. Or at least amount of ships. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's, what's an army of dancers going to do against uh, some submarines and a destroyer? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Yeah. We'll see. Don't tempt them. <laughs> I will call the BTS army on you <laughs> if you threaten me. Uh, okay so i think you should vote for me listener 
um, Patriots. Oh, that shouldn't have been. That's that's not gonna stick. It, I, I will, don't know. I, it's kind of funny. I will make it not stick. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Uh, she vote for me because uh, what I talked about is culturally relevant. You can um, connect with your son or daughter, or father or mother who is into K-pop. Um, you learn a little bit more about business, mm. some good marketing strategies, and how a little bit about how the world works. Mm. Okay. Uh, and the punishment for this episode is... Drum roll, because I kind of forgot it. For... No, I remember. I nodded to you because I was like, I don't remember. It's, uh, are we doing yogurt? Is yeah. that what we landed on? <laughs> yeah. we did, we've hung out for like four hours before we started recording, so we've had a lot of ideas. But the official idea is the loser has to take a large tub of yogurt. and Any flavor. Any flavor, yeah. And you choose the yogurt you like to yep. be helpful. Yeah. And you're, once you start eating it, you're not allowed to eat anything else until the yogurt is finished. That is so... So if you start something. it for breakfast and don't finish it, that means you're eating yogurt for lunch. Okay, so I'm thinking one of these, like a 32-ounce tub easy like something you'd find it i could put that away in a morning okay oh (laughs) that's pretty pretty big yeah uh do you think they have a that's a tub a yogurt tub yeah oh this only has five servings you you know what i'm talking about like one of these the big the big boys yeah yeah Yeah. no i know and it's scary maybe maybe it is only five i'm really counting on pepsi still five (laughs) five servings of yogurt That's not. That'll do something to you, (laughs) especially if you can't eat any other food. You know what? We can. How about you can eat whatever you need to beforehand. Anything that might uh, absorb. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but so if I'm trying to hit a certain protein intake of the day, I could have, say, a big old pot of chicken. Once you take the bite of yogurt. Nothing else until nothing. it's completely gone. Except water. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, are, right? all, are all liquids on the table or just water? This is water. Okay. This is, we're going to call this the yogurt diet. So I can... I bet that's a thing. I'm going to look it up because <laughs> I bet... Somebody's on a yogurt diet right now. Yeah. We'll send the company a link to this episode. The, the yogurt diet company. <laughs> That also does some K-pop on the side. Hey, Yoplay, we're doing the yogurt diet. <laughs> maybe Yoplay would sponsor us. <gasps> this week's episode, or is maybe sponsored next one. By, next episode is sponsored by Yoplay. If they're Go not. Go play. Outside. You didn't leave me any room to jump in. <laughs> to join in on that. <laughs> Sorry, how about this? Yoplay. Go play. Outside. Outside. I don't know I don't why know. that works for me. <laughs> All right, you patriots. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay. You know what? If it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I would say I probably I will never remember that we ever called them <laughs> Patriots after we hit stop on this episode. <laughs> You're just going to go finish your burger. My burger. Okay. Um, do you have anything else? I don't think so. You got anything? Yeah. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Oh, okay. So uh, everybody that's listening right now? Thank you. It means yep. a lot. It's very fun, and I enjoy that people listen. It makes it a little bit less weird. Yeah, exactly. When people listen, you know? Uh-huh. Fight the power. Eat the yogurt. Bring down the system. Listen to NCT Dream. Trade your vodka for Pepsi. Don't buy Pepsi. 
No. And don't trust Sweden. <laughs> and don't vote for Nixon. <laughs> All right. Uh, Larry, With play that. us out. <laughs>